Colts yeah, man yeah, of the yeah. year, Reggie Wayne. We all back. What's that? I know you're not bored. Y'all have played the Colts 20 times in 10 years, and you don't want three games of the year. He's mad Hello, about the Nashville. The Indianapolis Colts are the hottest team, not only in the AFC South, but the entire NFL. With the 34th pick. difficulties um but we are back up and running um we don't have everything just the way you guys are used to seeing it uh but we will the next show but anyways we are here at the beautiful Bernabette sports app studios with coach swopes i got i did it right this time it. you got it we got a special guest here we'll uh if you guys don't know him, we'll introduce him here in a minute. But we we got to pay the bills, so we definitely want to thank Preferred Mechanical Services for all. Hand me that card. I always forget. I think it's nine two four four zero two four. For all your heating and cooling needs, call our friends at Preferred Mechanical Heating and Cooling at area code three one seven nine two four four zero four two. Hey, I did get the number right. There you go. I got it. This uh, memorization thing might be starting to kick in with me. I don't even have my number memorized. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you guys, uh, I guarantee you, uh, and I give you my word, that if you guys give them a call, they will give you the best service at the best price without trying to rip everything out of your wallets. If you've called other people, hey, you need a new system when you only needed a new board. These guys will not sell you stuff that you do not need. Um, I personally guarantee you that. And if you mention D-Line Sports, you will get 10% off your bill. For homeowners only, commercial property does not apply to this promo. 
So, we got some other people to thank. Um, we want to thank our video guru. Uh, you can catch him on Instagram, and his tag is at uh, Colts Bids, B I D Z. Um, he's a great young man, uh, works his butt off on these videos, huge Colts fan. Um, so, go to Instagram, check him out. He, he's an awesome young man. Really, really blessed to have him on board. Coach Swopes. What's brother or brother up to nowadays? Well, I believe they actually have a show. Today, the 29th. Today is the 29th. No, today is the 30th. They had a show last night. I'm sorry. Over at the Hi-Fi. Uh, I'm not sure when their next one's coming up, but if you get an opportunity to go see them, they play a lot on the south side over at uh, the Hi-Fi. They play. They've. I've seen them over at uh, the Vogue. They're. Uh, really solid rock band nice so if you guys like our music that we we use for our intro videos that is uh the band called brother oh brother um awesome dudes we really appreciate them um letting us have the rights to the music for the show um music always makes things better yes especially when you can rock to it and get you all pumped up and jazzed um but anyways over here to my right we have the one, the only, the myth, the legend, the man, Dalton. If I say it right, don't, or if I say it wrong, don't swing at me. I'll try not to. Tinkleberg. Tinklenberg. Tinklenberg. You were close. I was close. <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> well, I bet you have just from talking with you. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, Dalton is a special guest today because he is a sports writer. He has his own stuff on uh, social media, you guys probably know him through uh, Blue uh, HQ, Sports Media Pass. Uh, there's some other stuff I know I'm forgetting. There's a ton of stuff. There's uh, Blue HQ Media, which is our main company. Uh, there's some different branch off stuff. So there's Sports Media Pass, which is all of our sports stuff. And then there's BreakTheFourth.com. I'm not real active there, but that's, uh, that's our entertainment guys, movie reviews, music, um, comics, whole nine yards. Wow, you guys got a lot of verticals uh, <sighs> with what you're doing. Awesome. That is awesome. But anyways, you guys, Dalton did a seven-round draft report card, and there was no way I was letting him slip through without getting him on the show so we can talk about the report card. Um, I don't know if we're going to hit all 32 teams because <laughs> we can get stuck on a couple topics pretty easy. We're going and we're probably going to do, do that, but um, we'll definitely start off with the Colts report card. Um, talk a little Colts information. Uh, we, get, we just got a new running back from Kansas City. Um, Spencer Ware. Yeah, Spencer Ware. What do you think about that, Coach? I think he's he's quick. He's rugged. Uh, I I. I hope he makes the team. I think he may. Uh, he he looks like a Colts running back to me. So, how many years has he been in the league? Three, four. He was in uh, Kansas City, I think, three years, and he bounced around Seattle two. Okay. Might be five. I think it's it's four or five. Okay. So, on a running back's lifespan is what three years? If they got a lot of miles on him, but I don't think he's got a ton of carries. Yeah, I think he's always been a supplementary uh, role. Yeah, he's, he's complimentary back for sure. When I seen when I seen that, um, the, the first thought process is that he's going to take over special teams, uh, kickoff return, punt return, things of that nature. Because CB is really, really 
happy with our backfield with Mac and Hines. Yeah. I don't see him trying to. Well, and I like Wilkins too. So. Well, Wilkins, yeah. I, I, I forget I a few of... things. Every <laughs> so he just wasn't as as prevalent as. Well, and, and am I mistaken? Didn't we pick up Jay Ajay during the uh, offseason? We had him in for a visit, but we didn't. Yeah, we didn't pick him up. Okay. We also had Warren for a visit earlier in the year and didn't sign either one of them. I think maybe Ballard was waiting to see if anybody fell in the draft that he liked. Yeah. And then uh, go back to these two guys, depending on what happened in the draft. Well, there was only two running backs in the entire draft. It seemed that way. <laughs> didn't it, though? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's, that's new Colts news. Uh, we got rookie – Training camp, mini training camp starts this Friday. Uh, so the coaches are going to get a good look at everybody that they just picked up. Uh, a lot of stuff's happening. I'm missing football. I'm ready for it to start already. Good heavens. Um, and you know what? There's been a lot of people message me, hey, are you going out to the training camp again this year? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, hey, let's all try to get together. So if you guys – Want to get to training camp. I can't say that I'll be the best guide because um, this is only the second year out at um, – what park is that called? Uh, was it Grant Park? Grant Park. Grant Park up in Noblesville. Um, but we'll have a lot of fun. So if everybody wants to get together, let's start putting that together. We'll go out as a group and, you know, cheer on our team. I'm thinking the Browns practice. Oh, I'd, lo- I'd love to I think that. that would be a great day – for all of us to get together, go out there as you know, as a group. And well, and, and sometimes those, those tend to get a little chippy. It might it might be fun for something like that. I think it'd be I think it'd be a blast. Dalton, you in? As long as I'm not credentialed. Oh yeah, Mister <laughs> Big Sports Writer, he's going to be on the field. If he is, we're going to throw donuts at him. I got to give Baker some tips. Ooh, Ooh. don't be talking about my guy. Well, I like Baker Mayfield. I know he's not a Colts fan, but I like Baker. I, yeah. And I'll tell you what draws me to him is his passion for winning and the passion he still has for this game at this level. I think the Browns are going to let a lot of people down this year. Oh. Now ESPN just released their, their power rankings, and they've got Cleveland at number eight. Do you think they, they've got that wrong? That's a joke. you got a, a – Sophomore quarterback who nobody had tape on, right? Think about when Deshaun Watson came into the league and everyone was like, oh my God, he's the second coming of, you know, Joe Montana. He's, he's great. He's going to light up defenses in his yeah. second year. He's, Didn't you know, Dabo uh, say he was the Michael Jordan of football? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I, the second year is always telling for a quarterback. I think people are starting to, uh, you, you think know. You think the NFL is going to figure him out, huh? Well, you know, I've seen people photoshopping uh, Browns players with the Lombardi Trophy in their hand. I think that's Ooh. a bit much. Yeah, putting a little the cart before the horse now, a little bit. When they got OBJ, I called it right then and there, and it, I got it on live video. Um, I'm calling it a diva explosion. They've got the talent coming out the wazoo right now, but they got some diva talent. And I said within, I think I said three years that that diva explosion was going to happen and they would be crap again. If they start losing games, it's going to heat up real quick in Cleveland. Oh, I guarantee it. And I, who else, I was talking to somebody earlier um, saying that they're going to win 
four or five games immediately, but, but lose the, a couple, uh, and then that diva explosion is going but, well, to happen this think year. Think about this, though. The way things are lining up for them in that division, I mean, Pittsburgh's obviously on the downslide. They're going to win the division this year. You think Pittsburgh's going to win the division yeah. based on? I mean, look at the history in Pittsburgh. You, you're going to tell me that a, a running back who seemingly has a replacement in James Conner uh-huh. and a wide receiver who personally I think was destructive to the team from the inside, yeah. that's going to keep them from being successful? No. I think it's a bit No, that's not, that's, that's, not, that's not the reason that I Can think. Can I interrupt you guys real quick? No, this is good. I, this, is, this is awesome, and I, I hate to interrupt this, but this is something that I did that was really, really bad. I forgot to mention our production manager. He's a big e-gamer guy, e-sports guy. He has his own stream channel. Uh, he does an absolute ton of work for us, and I forgot to mention him at the beginning of the show. So I need to thank Mr. Nunu, which is his nickname. But you, you can find him. You didn't bring up the research. You can find him at Twitch. Um, at Lionitis, L-I-O-N-I-T-O-U-S. Uh, if you like playing Fortnite, Apex, all that good stuff, Madden, NBA 19, he's an absolute beast when it comes to gaming. And I forgot him, and he's done so much for the show. And you forgot the beast on the research. I did. I, I forgot too. two of the most critical <laughs> pins to this moving operation here. Yeah. So, anyways... Let's go back to talking you, sports. I, I apologize, you guys. Um, I've got no excuse. I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> well, to get back to what we were talking about, I think, I think Roethlisberger is about a year from being petrified. I mean, he's – I, mean, I think he's on. at least got two more years. You think he? so? I, I said they were going to win the division this year. I never said anything about you know, <laughs> the next year. And and that 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 defense isn't what it used to be. It really isn't. So I, I believe between that, I think Baltimore hasn't quite found their identity yet. And then, That's fast approaching though. And Cincinnati's a dumpster fire. I mean, Cleveland's got become a, the new Cleveland. T- yeah. As much as I don't <laughs> believe in Cleveland, Cincinnati's got a lot going on. It's not great. Uh, to me, Cleveland's got a real shot at it this year. Uh, and who's at the division, division, anyway. Who's in Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah. it's Baltimore. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's NFC North, or AFC North. I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah that's that's a pretty light prediction to make there, though. I mean, their only competition is. Cleveland, and that's but if, if they, you look at the, you look at the rest together. of you look at the rest of Cleveland's schedule though it's it's not a killer schedule. They're gonna beat themselves, I'm telling you. <laughs> you save this uh, this video when it's over. And you oh, we're we're going to. I, I, oh no, don't forget <laughs> we we record everything. Oh yeah, and we our recording is our hey, podcast. And I'm not getting emotional about this thing. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm telling you, you uh, you give it about a year, and we'll we'll revisit it. Man, Dolph was right. <laughs> Doesn't happen often, but he was right on this one. Awesome. All right, Dalton. Let's uh, let's talk about some Colts players, some grades. Uh, let's start off. What did you grade the Colts on their draft selection this year? Well, I didn't give any team an overall grade, but I graded uh, each selection. 
So, uh, I mean... Kristen, can you write down the grades and average amount? You're the school teacher. Yeah. So I... Uh, the other person I forgot to mention that keeps giving me evil looks. <laughs> She's, she comes from a long line of Browns fans over there. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so sorry. And she roots for Dallas. Yes. Hey, you know what? Uh, now you know why I forgot her. Side note, I, uh, I got to be in AT&T Stadium this year when Notre Dame played there, and that place is It's a beautiful massive. stadium, isn't it? That's the biggest stadium I've ever seen. It's got to be massive. And they had the best mac and cheese in any press box. Throwing <laughs> it out there. See, you don't find this kind of information they, in they, any they, other sports they show. You, right. They hook you up in those press boxes, I'm telling you. Well, as I was walking into the press box, there was an announcement. Was like, Make sure you try AT&T's famous mac and cheese. I got to try it. Amazing. That's all I ate the whole game. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Felt terribly sick. They went the low-carb diet. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so, uh... Go ahead. No, 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 please. I was just going to get you back on track. Yeah, that's not easy to do. Um, Rocky Sin, their first pick in the uh, second round. A huge guy on. I gave him an A. Um, kind of leaning towards an A-plus, to be honest with you. But I settled with an A because I don't think anybody really deserves an A-plus in the draft. You just don't know. Um, I had him ranked coming into the draft right up in the same conversation with Byron Murphy. Not Byron Williams, too. Byron yeah. Murphy as the, uh, the best core in the draft. You know, a lot of people wanted Greedy Williams. I think Greedy is uh, more of a man corner. But I think the Colts like to play more of a zone. Yeah. Well, and if, you, if you look, that it, it, to me it's telling where Greedy Williams fell at. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a small guy. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of concerns with his durability. Is he going to hold up? What happens when you put him on, you know, a zone-centric defense? Can he, can he hold his own weight? Yeah. See, and that's everything that I've been reading about. Rocky scene, did I say it right? Yasin, Yasin, that he is so versatile. He's going to kill you in man, but he's versatile enough to be dangerous in his own. Well, and he's he's a he's a willing tackler. He's going to come down and and support the run too. I'm not going to lie to nobody. He is the only one that was on my radar for the draft. Now I didn't have the Colts actually picking him, but. I had him on my radar. All my other picks that the Colts picks weren't even on my radar. Now, do you think he has a chance to start this year? Yes. Definitely. The guy is an exceptional ball hawk. I mean, some of the best ball skills in the draft. Um, I think he is an immediate slide-in day one starter, and uh, I think he makes a big impact. Now, I, I, have a, I haven't watched a, a ton of tape on Rocky Sin, but can he slide down and play in the slot? He didn't do it a whole lot at Temple from the tape I watched. But, uh, I mean, from what I've seen, I think he can. You know, he's a big guy, too. He stands at 6'2". Yeah. You know, so we're not talking about – you guys remember back in the day, the old uh, Colts cornerbacks always seemed to be like, what, 5'2"? Yeah. It seemed like, you know. Yeah, the 5'8", the, the 5'9", five, five, corner. Yeah. The David Macklins. Yeah, getting bodied. Yes. Um, <laughs> moving on to the next pick, Ben Banigue. Uh This is something that uh, – at the time of the draft, and all these grades are really instant reaction. You know, these are, all right, it's happened, let's grade it. At the time, I gave it a, a B minus, and I even wrote, you know, this is a selection that's hard to get behind in my eyes. You know, everybody had this guy as a fourth-round grade, and the Colts take him in the second round, right, with their first pick in the, or the second pick in the second round, sorry. Um, the more I look into it, the more I like him. You know, he's a TCU 
His uh, his production was decent, but his athletic ability is just off the charts. And he's physical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, his numbers at the combine were good. I think that you know he has the chance to be an impact player for the Colts, much like you said. Um, but we'll, we'll be fair, and I'll, I'll say what I graded him afterwards. I gave him a B minus, like I said. Um, well, yeah, he he ran a four six two at the combine, and he had a hundred and thirty four inch broad jump. The kid's gonna be explosive, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the more I uh, the more I look into it, and the more I think about it, let the uh, the instant reaction sort of slide away. The more I like the pick. Yeah. Um, if I had to regrade him, I'd say probably a B plus. But I gave him a B minus at the time, so that's what we'll stick with. Uh, Paris Campbell, right? A lot of people liked a lot of different receivers in this draft. You know, you heard the hype about DK Metcalf, which we uh, ultimately saw was a smokescreen, as it yeah. probably should have been. Um, Keem Butler is another guy who slid. Um, Nikhil Harry, all these guys that people well, really liked. To me, they all slid. Yeah. I, I was shocked how low. <clears throat> Wide receiver went. Who was the Did first one? Brown. Brown yeah. Uh, uh, AJ no, 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 Brown. Do you think, think he uh, slid? Who was it? Uh, Brown. Yeah, I did. You think he slid too? Yeah, I think. Now I don't know that I had him as a first round talent, but I had him as a uh, very high second round talent. I actually thought maybe he might be, you know, the Colts selection with the second yeah. pick in the second round. Their first pick, second pick overall in the second round. Oh, I'm not going to lie. My mouth was watering when DK Metcalf was available at the, the end of the first round, and we had that first first pick. I was really thinking that's a number two guy for, for Hilton. When Metcalf slid past about 18, I realized, all right, the, the scouts are uh, They found something. Than, He's exposed. You know, and that's the yeah. thing we were talking before the show. He can't change directions. You know, he's yeah. a very big and physical receiver. He's fast. Yeah. But he just he can't make cuts. And as a wide receiver, as any player, you know, is it worth taking a one-trip pony in the first round? Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. So now to Seattle in the third round, that's great. Awesome. Uh, but, yeah. You know, first round, <laughs> high second round, no. Um, so Paris Campbell, I gave him an A, right? I mean, the guy, I wrote an article on it on uh, sportsmediapass.com. It's insane when you think about the Colts wide receiving corps and what they have. Now, a lot of people seem to have forgotten about uh, Deion Kane and his ACL injury last year, but he's coming back. I've, yes. I've been talking a lot about him. I have not him. forgot about him. The guy's 6'2", right? So yeah. He's, he's your, got great hands. There's your big physical receiver that you want. Yeah. Uh, well, and then Funches. Right. He's what, 6'2"? Is he 6'2"? Yeah, I think he is. He Another is big two. guy. So you have two big guys now. You yeah, they say Funches, his problem's catching. His hands. They said the same thing about Ebron when he came to Indy last year, though. I mean, well, he true. was that's what, to me for for Detroit. one year for a one year deal. He's worth taking a risk on. Absolutely. If he doesn't pan out, so bring what? Kane in and draft somebody else next year. Yeah. Side note: I love that Lions fans still harass Ebron on social media. <laughs> <laughs> How petty are you? It's been over a year since the player left, and they hate they hate, hate that he's that, doing uh, well here. Right. Get a life, Detroit. <laughs> you wonder why Barry Sanders retired early. <laughs> So, about Paris Campbell, yeah. I mean, does he does he automatically step in as number three for us as a, a slot guy? Or I think he uh, he puts some pressure on Chester Rogers. You know, I think Rogers was uh, feeling the heat a little bit after round two of the draft. Whether or not he well, signs in as a quote unquote number three, that's remain, that remains to be seen. You know, a lot of his production at Ohio State came on shorter passes. Well, he had a lot of gimmicky stuff on yeah, his on absolutely. his film. It you know, was. I mean, he's, 
He's really shovel he's passes. A player, and, yeah. You know, you get him the ball in space, and he can make some moves and turn a two or three yard pass into a twenty or thirty yard pass. Yeah. So. See, I, um, I was listening to Dan Dockett the other day, and he had um, the coach for Ohio State just lost. Brian Day. No. The Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. And he was talking like he could give that boy the ball anywhere in the field and he was going to produce. He said, you can give it to him 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage and he'll produce for you. Well, I mean, he's got, bla- he's he's got good. blazing he's straight line fast. speed. He's, he, he, he's good in, in a tight area also. He's slippery. And, so. and Coach Myers was even talking that when he was a freshman, sophomore, he had trouble dropping the ball. He said, but we worked that out of him. He said, he won't drop nothing. Now. Right. He goes, it, you know, he was just loving Campbell. So far, my only concern with him is his size. I mean, he's – I know they've got him listed at six foot, but I think that's generous. And they've got also got him listed at 205. However, he looks a little more slight. Yeah. But if he's one of those gimmicky players, as long as he can remain healthy, yeah, you're never going to ask him to be a bruiser. No. You know what I mean? No. You want him out in space. You want him to not get hit, ideally. But I think he uh, he serves a purpose in the offense. I think they'll use him in a lot of quote unquote gimmicky roles. Um, you know, throw it to him in the flats. Um, you know, screens. Try bubble screens. Yeah. Try to get him out in space and see what he can do. Um, I we'll guarantee see what you, though, all these other teams are going to know these reports. Oh, yeah. You put him on the field. He's taking pressure off of Ty. Oh yeah, you know it, it, that alone is worth to me getting that guy on the team. Because last year, who took pressure off of Ty? The uh, Houston Texans secondary. Yes, there you go. <laughs> My point exactly. So you bring in, you know, somebody like Campbell that actually can produce. Not only is he going to take pressure off of your number one, but if luck checks down and he goes to number two or number three. You're going to feel confident enough that he's going to make that play. Well, and I think Funches, if he ends up working out, I think he can be a solid possession receiver. He's young, too. Yeah, he's, he's only 27. Old. Is he that old? Yeah, he's 27. He's that old. Well, I wish I was 27. Yeah, right. <laughs> 25, 24. I could be wrong. But uh, I, we got I a research assistant that could probably figure that out for us as we move <laughs> on with the show. I'm going to slaughter these, uh, these next couple names, but, you know, it, uh, it happens. Welcome to my world. Well, <laughs> I give my best. Uh, Bobby Okarike. From know, Stanford. From Stanford, right? Um, not a super eye-popping pick right off the top of the head. Um, he did show really strong improvement every year at Stanford. Well, they talk, they talk about his IQ a lot. That's what yeah, I've heard. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, Stanford, you know, it's not yeah. in or Alabama, not associated <laughs> with those guys. But, you know, you don't have people taking your classes for you. We've yeah. experienced that with uh, Luck and his IQ. Um, one thing that I do like about him is his size and athleticism for the linebacker position. Four, five, eight, forty uh, for a 239-pound linebacker is pretty solid. He can move. Yeah. Um, I remember right after the draft, off the top of my head, I think they wanted to slide him into the wheel position. Right? I think yeah, I think I've heard I think that's that, what yeah. they said. They're, they're talking like they feel like he can he can move sideline to sideline really well though. Yeah. So if they have to put him in at Mike, he'll be okay. Well, is that athleticism? I mean, yeah. you know, that's one thing that really stood out 
stood out in this graph was athleticism, right? Um, just for the simple fact that, you know, you never, it's kind of the, what we were talking about before the show, the Sean Gary, those type of players, he never really produced high popping numbers in college, so I gave him a C plus. Um, you know, don't want to overshoot just because it's a whole <laughs> uh, It's hard to be biased when it's your team. Well, you know, you deal with the thing that I tell people all the time, right, is when I started doing the journalism thing, it helped get the, uh, the fan out of me, right? Because you can't, you can't effectively be a fan and give fair and honest criticism. It's really hard to do because, you know, yeah, I want the Colts to, uh, to win every game every year, but I can't write an article and say, well, the Colts didn't win. They lost by 40 because of the refs. You know, no, there's there's yeah, some you deeper don't want to be issues like in there. Well, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we'll stay away from that one, but no, absolutely not. Um, my highest rated pick of the uh, Colts draft is next, the uh, 109th overall pick. I know I said earlier, they, a really hard time giving. They a traded pluses, to get into this one. But uh, Willis, the safety from Michigan State, gave it a plus. He kind of had a weak combine. I really like how he fits with uh, Hooker. You know? Oh, I, I think so, too. He's, 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 his stat line for last year was really good. For He's a guy who exceeds in the box. You know? really yes, definitely, player. definitely. He can come down and stop the run. 84 tackles in 13 games. Right. That's solid. You know? and I, I like the way he plays paired with the ball hawking ability. Of Hooker, and now you have oh, definitely. I think they'll compliment as a cornerback. Um, Pierre Desir, um, Kenny Moore. You know the Colts secondary. It's, it's starting to look pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I got to meet Kenny the other day. Really? Yeah. Last Friday. Nice. I was at the uh, NRA convention downtown, and Adam Benatari has a ranch out in Missouri, and I walked by and saw him, and so I'm talking to Adam and stuff, and. Uh, Kenny Moore and uh, Matthias Barley showed up. And so I was doing a live video, and I posted it in our groups and stuff. And uh, Matthias was back here in the, in the back behind me, you know, being silly and stuff like that. And Kenny He's a Barley, weird guy, but I like him. He's fun. <laughs> Man, just for the few blinks of seconds that, you know, I got to be around him, they were having a lot of fun, you know. And Adam, Adam was freaking awesome. Is he about 65 now? <laughs> no. He just looks at <laughs> I think he's a year older than me. He's going to play forever. <laughs> I hope so. I asked him to come back next year. Yeah? Yeah. He said, we'll see. So you hear that's breaking <laughs> yeah, news. NFL age. Age. Sports. NFL age and regular age are two different things. Yeah, they yeah. certainly are. <laughs> regular 40-year-old man, you've got a lot of time left. When you were, what, what is he, 45, 46? He's, I think he's 45. 45? Yeah. That's ancient. In any sports league, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but he's that's aside from high golf. Well, yeah. yeah. Now, I guarantee you, I got something that nobody else in this world got. I had. You really set up a joke there. Oh, yeah, man. I was thinking, I was thinking something to do with a testicle, but... <laughs> Leave, leave my third testicle out of this conversation. It's buddy. a tristicle. <laughs> I got Adam Benatari, Kenny Moore, and Matthias uh, Farley. Matthias Farley signed my NRA my NRA patch. That's awesome. Nice. I love it. I'm just such a fanny geek. 
I am sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt oh, you. Yeah, it's okay. You, you, you mentioned uh, more, and that, that popped it up. But you're talking about Willis and yeah. how he's your all-star A plus. from the draft. A-plus. A-plus. That good. Yeah. I, I, it's more so – I like him as a player, but I like him as a fit even more. He's a playmaker. Yeah. I think that uh, he is a young safety – that they'll pair with Hooker and it'll form a good bond for the next, you know, five, six, seven years or more. So, A-plus there. Um, tell the third, safety out of USC. Gave him a B-minus. To be clear, I don't think he's going to play safety for the Colts. I think they're going to slide him one or Nickel? Probably. He's, uh, he's athletic as hell. The, the tape I watched of him, he closes so fast. Yeah. I mean, he closes incredibly fast. He's explosive. If nothing else, he'll be a heck of a player on special teams. He had a 136-inch broad jump. And, I mean, that's that's phenomenal. Standing broad jump. And this this dude's weighing 198 pounds. He's going to be like a missile flying around out there. 42-inch uh, vertical. So, and he's, he's, still he's got, athletic. He's as still health. got a C from you. Yes. Wow. Interesting. According to ESPN, or not ESPN, NFL.com's uh, grade on the, I guess his prospect grade, right. they've got him as a having a chance to become a starter at some point. At some, some point, point. Yeah. yeah. But I think it'll be cornerback and not, uh, not safety. I can see that because of his size. We get a little bit interesting here um, moving into the next two because they're well, the next one's really unknown, and uh, EJ Speed. If anybody out there has film of EJ Speed, please send it to me. <laughs> the um, only thing I know about EJ Speed is he plays linebacker. He's 6'3 and 227 pounds, and he has a wonderful smile. And he used to play quarterback <laughs> in high school. <laughs> he played quarterback in high school. That is the only film I've seen of this kid. It's on, on YouTube. And he was a solid quarterback. He's really athletic. But that – that doesn't mean anything to me at linebacker. So, and what college did he come out of? Tarleton State. I've never heard that name he's, before. He's from Fort Worth, Texas. Do you know where Tarleton State is? Kristen does. Tiny little town in Texas. All right. <laughs> Tiny town in Texas. Wow. So again, if talk about I'm not being on your radar. Yeah, please. Somebody, if how, anybody knows. Anything about EJ Speed? How do they call find us? people like this? I uh, I spent hours researching prospects all across the draft. Uh, several who went undrafted, several from small schools, had never heard of EJ Speed. To be completely transparent, and honest, before the draft, um, did some research on him. You know, he was arrested for two counts of uh, organized crime in 2018. <laughs> so he's in the mafia, right? <laughs> now we know how we're getting in. down and doing, baby. <laughs> it, it was eventually. Dismissed. Uh, it just stuck out to me because how many times you see a player arrested for organized a, crime, a DUI, or you know whatever. This he got a RICO warrant. <laughs> organized crime. Probably too much mafia. Oh dear God. But uh, you know, damn Grand Theft Auto. I knew I'd get to those young kids. So he played 35 games from what I could see at Charleston State. Finished with a stat line of 231 tackles, 36 tackles for loss, 11 and a half sacks, 10 pass breakups, 3 interceptions, and 84 stumbles. But at Tarleton State, who played the Sisters of the Blind hey, and you know what? Grand Mary of 
<laughs> something. <laughs> so in all fairness, I gave him a C. Yeah. Because you just don't know. <laughs> a C is average. You don't want to give him a good grade. You don't want to give him a bad grade because it he's, is. He's got solid size. He looked great I mean, as a quarterback in high school. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, it is. Now watch. He's going to be the next face of the NFL. Man, you, you never know. <laughs> that comes from you this tiny dot on the map in the middle of nowhere, Texas. EJ Speed, if you see this, come to our studio. Oh, we'll get him on. We'll get him on there. No, I'll <laughs> give him a shout. Fantastic. His career might be over quickly. Why? Because he came on Because we brought his last name Speed. Oh. Well, Ooh, bad was, puns. Eh, yeah. <laughs> I used to those around That's here. the most I know about EJ Speed. <laughs> bad puns and organized crime. I think you and the rest of the media world, that's all they're talking about. They're not really talking about NFL.com didn't even give him They're talking about how there's nothing out there on him. Yeah. That's hey, awesome. It's unbelievable, right? I can go to like Weber State and look up film for those guys and find yeah. it. can't find it. I'm convinced that Tarleton State doesn't even exist. Well, they had, a, just, they had a promo video that he was doing for them, basically begging the community for a new stadium for Tarleton State. And I saw that. And that was cool because, I mean, he's got a great personality. He seems like a good kid. I'm convinced it's all a ploy. This guy doesn't actually exist. <laughs> I don't know, man, but like I said, I gave him a C. Uh, Jerry Green, next player, another guy that's kind of under the radar. Mississippi State. Yeah, um, looks like they have him listed as an outside linebacker. Yeah, they put him down as an edge guy. Uh, there's some film with him with his hand down, some of it with him just running around the end. He's a pass rush specialist that's from what I understand. That's kind of what I got from what yeah. I watched on him. Um, you know, uh, Very quick. A lot of these guys, he has a lot of speed. Yeah. A lot of these guys, um, you know, they seem to be team captains, you know, high character, great personality guys. That's what you're getting with Jerry Green. Um, numbers didn't pop off the, uh, the chart in college, but I like him. I think worst case scenario, he's a solid special teams contributor. Yeah, um, and a fill-in guy. You know, best case scenario, you use him as a, a situational pass rusher. You know, you put him in on. Second long, third downs, let him go after the... Uh, I, I, I think well, you see guys like this, and they end up being like on field goal block teams, punt block teams, stuff like that. Yeah, but if you pay attention to what Ballard keeps talking about, building the locker room, the locker room atmosphere. Yeah. You take it's very that important. With what you just talked about, what you talked about, and now look at their talent, look at their size, look at their capabilities, and tell me that... The Colts are not going to be rotating their defensive lines in and out all game to keep fresh legs in there. Oh, yeah. And when you have the talent to where you can rotate them in and out like that, you are a dangerous, an absolute dangerous you defense. You can never have enough pass rush. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And that's something the Colts struggle with, you know. Yeah. It For seems like ever. They, yeah, since what uh, Mathis and Freeney left. Yeah. A fun story about Mathis. I'll tell you after the show. Uh, well, no, you got to tell the show. You you done you done open up family, the can, Is this buddy? a family friendly story? Yeah, we're a family show, Dan. Well, you know what? <laughs> For anybody who knows us from our time at uh, Blue HQ Media Live, I'd like to apologize. You came out to this show. Um, we actually had uh, Robert scheduled to appear, right? Advertised it, announced it, everything, and uh, so the night came that he was going to be on. It was Tuesday night. 
Show was like 7 o'clock, 6.55 rolls around. He's not there yet. The whole restaurant, whole bar is filled with Colts fans. Like, oh boy, what's going on? So we have to go live at 7. It's like 7.15. We have people trying to get a hold of them. His agent wrote down that it was a Thursday night instead of a Tuesday night. Oh. And he never showed. Oh. Ow. So uh, that was probably the worst day of my life, watching about 250 Colts fans walk out and give me dirty looks. Oh, so, boy. That's why I gave the draft last year a D. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Kidding, of course. Did, um, did he ever get to reschedule? Or did you get to reschedule that show since the mix-up? No, no, we never. Ah, that's a shame. That'd be great to have him. We ended up having Miles Turner and Gary Brackett on the uh, the following week. That was a really good show, Um, but the show didn't didn't hang around much longer after that. You know, things happened outside of uh, our control, and one flat tire stopped the whole car. Sometimes right into the turn, right into the wall in turn one. Well, at least you're here with us now. Right, right. And absolutely. I'll tell you, I, I don't know how Coach uh, Swopes feels about it, but hell, you can come in here anytime you want. I was hoping I could live here. My wife kicked me out today, so. Well, we, it's a studio, <laughs> but not a studio there's apartment. A, there's I'm a, kidding. She's probably yeah. listening. I, there's a, I there's a dog bed. We do yeah. have a dog bed. Yeah, we usually fine. have a 50-pound <laughs> German Shepherd in we'll here. We'll make it work, right? <laughs> um, she is in heat, though, so. Oh. Hey. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. We're I'm gonna to, have to look for somewhere else. Right? We're, we're supposed to get a big beeper button when when I go over the line about things. Yeah, taser. Don't. No. Hey, that would bring some no. audience. No. <laughs> so if I haven't said it yet, Jerry Green's a C plus for me. Um, I think, like I said, real high character guy, but you know, I, I think his his upside is limited. Given you expect that a little bit in the later rounds, but adjusting for where he's at, I still give him a C plus. Uh, Jackson Barton, offensive tackle from Utah. I really like this pick, right? I think that it's a, a need that the Colts foresee themselves having that not a lot of people see them having yet. Um, you know, people ask all the time, is Anthony Costanzo the answer at left tackle? And if he is, he's going to, I mean, he's been around a while. Yeah. People don't realize that, you know. It, I think that uh, with the whole Jackson Barton thing, it's an upside pick. Um, gave him an A minus. I think he has a lot of potential there. If nothing else, he's depth, depth on the offensive line, and we know how important that is. Well, and and we may we may disagree on this one. He's he's a late he's a very late round pick, and being a tackle, I I think best case scenario for this kid, he makes the team, and he's he's a rotational guy or a fill in guy, coming in as a backup. Maybe at right tackle. If he's versatile enough to be able to play guard, he's awful tall. I mean, he's 6'7", 3'10". And from what I, I've seen of him in, on film and in the combine, he stands up a lot. And when I say stands up, he's, he's, he's vertical a lot. That's something he's going to have to He's high in his hips. So he's, he's going to get rocked back on a bull rush. All day long. Yeah, but that's technique. Technique it, can be changed. Technique maybe, can be learned. Maybe. Technique can be that, taught. That's, that's one of those things that's it's tough to teach it out of somebody that already that's part of their game at that point. In one thing you'll see from me, if you look at any of the players that I evaluated before the draft, competitiveness and hustle is mm. huge. Oh, he's a hustler. Absolutely. I mean, he, he is all hustle. Whistle to whistle. If he lashes mm-hmm. on to you, he will drive you back into the bus 
take you home. I mean, it's... Yeah, he he doesn't stop. That's that's why I like him so much. Now, given, like you said, he might not make a roster right away. I think, if anything, he might end up on the practice squad. Yeah. Down the road, I see him as, you know, maybe a a depth offensive Oh, I definitely definitely think he has a chance to make it all, all the way through training camp. But and 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 don't knock me on this. I I hope. But like you said, he may end up on the practice squad. Being a seventh round pick, that's these guys don't always make the team. Yeah, but how smart is that for Chris Ballard to do to take somebody with that size? Well, that and and that's that's why. Well, like I said, with his technique some, issues, invest some time into you're, him. You're not gambling much because you can coach him up physically. He's he's great. Right, but. There's some little things there that need fixed. Yeah, but outside maybe they of can the coach draft, where else are you gonna find these guys? You know, they're yeah. not they're not just knocking on the door to come in. No, you got to be invited to that stuff. Now, sure, they can be invited, but if yeah. he's got the, I don't think it was a bad pick though. to be. No, so I really like, like it. I really like. Yeah. It. He's got the possibility of somebody else picking him up. Oh, definitely. So I'm happy with it. Yeah, and and I'm I don't all, think he would have went undrafted by any means. I think somebody probably would have latched hey, on I'm to him. I'm all for having our second string as talented as our first string because this league is so much bigger. It's so much faster. Yeah, they do a lot. The NFL does as much as they can to keep people from getting hurt. Um, but you keep watching. Injuries, injuries, injuries are going to keep plaguing team after team after team. And if you do not have a solid second core, you're out. It's going to hurt you. You are completely gone. You're done for. Put the chickens in the house, close the door, it's over. Yeah, you got to have that. So I love this pick. I love how uh, Ballard is building that quality second and third string. We need it. I love this pick. But, hey, I'm a lineman. I, <laughs> I've been a lineman all my life. I, there's been two quarterbacks that I've absolutely liked, and it's Luck and, and Manning. Other than that, I want to kill them all, you know. This way we talk. <laughs> so my, uh, my last pick the Colts had was Javon Patterson. I must be on the same wavelength as you because I gave him an A, too. Uh, Patterson is a guy that I've really been high on for a while. Yeah. Um, Center he, from um, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, right. Yeah. I don't think he's going to come in and be a starter by any means, but he's versatile. Worst case scenario, he's an extremely versatile backup. I think he's oh, yeah. both guard positions and mm-hmm. center and a pinch. Incredibly intelligent for a, for a lineman. I mean, he, he, he can make all the line calls for you. I, I don't I don't have any argument with this pick. He's got good size. To, he, to me, he's the perfect size for a center, 6'3", 307. I mean, that's he's not too tall that your quarterback has to – find a window to look around unless he's Kyler Murray yeah (laughs) unless he's Kyler Murray so so to me he's he's a he's a great fit and if he can if he can be coached up I think he's a solid back and that just proves my point you know how many times did Kelly go down last year alone exactly with injuries yeah and how important is that center position that the line position and I speak about all the time you know people come up with a the keys to the game, you know, and I go back to the fundamental things. If you don't have a line, it's, it doesn't matter what other players you've got, oh, yeah. you're getting smoked. Yeah, I, uh, I really like him, like I said, you know, 
This is pick 246. This is almost the very end. And to get a player of that caliber. He's quality. That late, I love yeah. it. Awesome. All right, Kristen. What's our uh, average? What Dalton's score? Yep. Is a B. Colts get a B. Let's see. That doesn't include any of your guys' scores. Did you guys do that? I did no, not. I did no, not I just, in my head, I didn't write nothing down. And, and you, you can tell Coach done his homework and his due diligence watching film on, on a lot of these guys. And I haven't had the chance, you know, to put that much time into it. Um, I did catch out Campbell, uh, Rakim team, and then other obligations pulled me away. But on just from what I do know, I gave the Colts an A, an absolute A. I'm incredibly I, shocked. Yes. You, you should be. I, I'm that kind of guy that shocks you like that all the time. In all fairness, a couple of other teams really got rough grades from me. So I think a B in the way I graded things is probably pretty good. Do you do you, have, do you have a grade for the Giants? I'm just curious. I don't have a uh, – Because like this said, is the one that's getting – their draft is getting panned by everybody. I didn't do an overall grade because I didn't do that for any teams. Yeah. Um, since I did one on every team in the NFL, it took a little bit longer than I would have liked. Um, Daniel Jones, I gave him a D. With that yes. being said, right? <laughs> with that being said, I can't rag on the Giants for taking him. In my eyes, it's a, it's a D pick. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, it really is. It really but, is a D pick. <laughs> but if you believe that Daniel Jones is going to be a franchise guy, right? Don't play around with it, selecting. If you think Daniel Jones is the guy that's going to lead your team to multiple Super Bowls, great. Yeah. You're an idiot for thinking that. <laughs> but by all means, you do you. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, C minus. You know, people yeah. are super high on Dexter Lawrence. The guy is a, a two-down player. That's what he is. He, I don't think he's ever. He's a run be, stopper. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be a um, every-down type player. And I think he's kind of like we talked about with Paris Campbell. He's kind of a player that fits into a gimmicky role. Yeah. That's awful high to take a player at 17, you know. Um, I think the highest pick I had for them would have been Julian Love from uh, Notre Dame. Okay. And, uh, uh, try to avoid any uh, homerism there. But I like Love as a player. You know, the guy, he was a consensus All-American as a cornerback. Yeah, that's hard to do at any position. So there's some talent there. I think he slipped in the draft because he ran a slow forty time. Yeah, I think he's like a four five or four, four six. Four five or four six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, that's pretty so slow. slow. For a corner, that's, that's well. Slow. For a corner, though, I mean that's that's pretty bad. You're, you're one in the four even three I, four four even range. Even I can run a, a you know a, a ten two. Come on. <laughs> um, O'Shane Jimenez, their third round pick, gave him a uh, a B. Honestly, before the Senior Bowl, he would have been higher. Guy from Old Dominion defensive end, if you don't know him. Um, but at the Senior Bowl, he just looked like he was overwhelmed with some better competition. And that's something you struggle with with guys from Old Dominion and Tarleton State. Yeah, else. yeah. You know, they might look great. Well, in their, are are in they going to shrink when they come into contact into a bigger, yeah. a bigger body of water? What happens? Um, and Inversely, I think that's something that happens with the Clemson guys. You know, you have an NFL caliber defensive line. They feed off of each other. Well, yeah. What happens when you only have one Dexter Lawrence and no Farrell or uh, who was the other guy they had? Wilkins. Uh, Wilkins, right. Yeah. Now the double team's on you. What do you do? 
And that's why I think the Raiders, for instance, I gave them a D minus with uh, Farrell at four overall. Josh Allen's wow. there at Kentucky with, I mean, sorry, Kentucky, but a terrible team. Yeah. You know, but he, he looked fantastic. In the SEC, and he, he explodes for big numbers. He's athletic. He bends well. The yeah. guy's a great player. And oh, he, you, he, you he gets around him the away. End. Right. You give him away for a guy that you're not sure of. So I think uh, maybe the Raiders should have kept their scouts at the uh, facility. <laughs> if their draft board would have gotten way, everybody else would have laughed and not believed it. So. Yeah. Well, we talked about who you thought was on the down end. Who did you think, out of all the teams in the NFL, did the best during the draft? And let's let's put the, take the Colts out of the picture. How, how well, you, taking the Colts out of the picture, I really like what the Redskins did. I agree with and that. And there might be some teams that I graded higher. Um, Haskins, I'm not 100 percent sold on. You know, that's that, a lot of luck played into that too, though. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he fell down to them at 15, they didn't do anything to get. They didn't move. Yeah. yeah. He just I'm ended sorry, up. But I feel like a third wheel over here. You guys just keep, <laughs> I can't even get a word in edgewise. Jump in. I might as well go jump in, go, baby. Go take a poop or something. I know how you feel. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but you want that role. I'll tell you what though. All kidding is I like Haskins. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be a top tier quarterback. Now where he's gonna fall in the rankings and all that, that that's only time can tell on that. But I like the kid. Uh, I just don't think he has a lot of help. I like that they selected uh, McLaurin out of Ohio State in the third round. Oh, yeah. That gives him somebody familiar. Yeah. I mean, he has a wide receiver now who's a talented wideout that he's familiar with. Um, the seal of that draft for me, for them, well, there's two of them, really. Uh, Jimmy Moreland. I don't know if you guys saw this work on him before the draft. I don't know anything about him. He's small. Um, but man, he's a ball hawk. I mean, one of the better ball skilled Secondary players in the draft, I think. Uh, but he went to James Madison, so you know, what do you do? And yeah. Go up in, uh, in town. He went in the uh, seventh round to Washington. And uh, another guy that I really liked was Bryce Love. Oh, I love that pick. You moved back to last year, and people were talking about I, Bryce Love in the first round. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a Heisman ACL candidate. Injury? Yeah. Yeah, I believe he so. He had an injury. Stanford has a down year, and people just forget about Bryce Love. Yep. And he falls in the fourth round. round. I really like what they did. I didn't like Wes Martin out of Indiana. Sorry, any IU fans that are listening. I think that's a reach. I'm just uh, not in on that. Well, I, I tell you, a lot of people were <laughs> were. I, I think within the Washington organization, they they were talking about the the Twitter that Darius Geis was putting out about how he's kind I saw of, that. Yeah, uh, so that's interesting. But I think to to put Bryce Love in there. Maybe that pushes Geis a little bit even more. And I think Geis is going to come back with a chip on his shoulder anyway. I mean, he, he got hurt, and to me, he was coming out. I thought he, going into last year, I thought he might be the best rookie running back aside from Saquon Barkley coming out. And then he gets hurt in the preseason. So, I mean. So, I watched Geis at uh, LSU. When he was at LSU, what bowl was it? The Citrus Bowl when they played Notre Dame. Yeah. They could not stop him. Oh, they, the they, guy was a – They didn't want to tackle course. him at all. That was the same game that uh, the new uh, Baltimore wideout, Miles Boykin, caught the one-handed pass, yeah. which was insane. I don't know if you saw it or not. but It was a yeah. wonderful game. It was but a 60-yard play. 
Yeah. I, I'm going to make a prediction right now. You watch Dwayne Haskins be a game one starter for Washington. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I think he will. Yeah. Alex Smith, who? Yeah. Well, and Case Keenum even. Case Keenum. Yeah. They still got Colt McCoy. They brought yeah, those. I, I, they I've brought those guys Colt in McCoy. as insurance. I've always liked Colt McCoy, uh, even way back when he was in Texas. Uh, why he couldn't? The worst thing that happened to Brad was the Josh Rosen trade. I agree with that. I'm such a Fitzpatrick guy. I was so excited to see him start. <laughs> Fitzmagic, are you kidding? Me? Yeah. I was so excited to see him play in Miami. I was. I was hoping you know what and have a good year. He still may. Possibly. Yeah. No. <laughs> he still may. No I think they'll use 2019 to evaluate um, whether or not they want to draft a quarterback next year. So I think Rosen yeah. plays regardless of how he plays, at least for a short period of time. I, I think Rosen's going to go and start. I, I think they're going to put those two guys up against each other in camp, and they're going to let them duke it out. In day one, whoever starts, that job's not written in stone. That guy's got a big opportunity to lose his job quick. If they don't come out to me and and rattle off a couple wins right in a row, they're probably going to go to the other guy. But if you don't have your marquee quarterback, you have to do that. I mean, look what Jacksonville did. You know, with with Bortles. Well, know, they, they stuck with him and years stuck signing with for a hundred and something stupid oh. million dollars, and then finally realized, hey, this isn't working. Did you see what it took, though? I mean, you lose a your general manager, new general manager comes in. This ain't my guy, right? I mean, that's that's basically what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, but why ain't it? Because he he, he stuck. He they stuck with Bortles for the longest time because somebody's reputation was hung on it. He was a number three pick in the draft, I think, out of Central yeah, Florida. High. Yeah, he was high as hell. So, and a lot of people were panning that pick when when it happened. He had a decent rookie year, and then after that, he just just straight down the tubes. So you know. Look at Miami. They're going to do all this. And all these other teams, they're going to remember this. And if they don't have that marquee quarterback, they're going to make you from now on. I mean, there's too much money. You can't just give that kind of money away. Well, and looking into next year, they're talking about next year being the draft for quarterbacks. Can I make a bold prediction about that? Two is not the first quarterback to go next year. Abay's not either. So, I was telling uh, – the Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. He's not eligible next year. How's he not eligible? He's, he's two years. True freshman this year. I know. He's two years out of high school. I don't think he's eligible. I think he's got next year and then the year after he can go. Because he was a true freshman this year. Next year he'll be a sophomore. Yeah. You have to be at least a redshirt sophomore. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, if that's the case, then he's not eligible. <clears throat> but, yeah, I don't think Tua goes first as the first quarterback. Not his first overall first quarterback. Um, I was telling you before the show, we're working on some different stuff with uh, how we evaluate draft prospects for next year. And uh, as an example, we use Tua. A lot of his passes are close to the line. Short passes that turn into big plays because of his playmakers. You know, he has a lot of time to, uh, to throw in the pocket. And when he's rushed, he becomes really inaccurate when he has to scramble out and be on the move. Now, given your accuracy goes down regardless, yeah. guy overthrows players when he's feeling pressure. <clears throat> it's something he does nearly every time on the tape I watch. I watch about five full games. Um, so I don't think that he 
He goes as the first quarterback. Who do you think the first quarterback is? I'll get back to you on that as I uh, <laughs> But, I mean, there, there's obviously some other guys, you know, uh, Herbert from Oregon. Um, who else is in the conversation? Uh, Fromm from Georgia. Yeah, I like Fromm. I like Ian Book from Notre Dame. I don't think he'll be the first quarterback by any means, but I think that he's, he's going to end up in the NFL. The guy's extremely accurate. And he's deceptively athletic. Yeah. Which is really just why I say he's a white guy that can run. When he gets pressured <laughs> and he's out of the pocket, his production goes down. It just made me think of uh, Patrick Mahomes and how his production goes up when he comes out. Of, yeah, he doesn't you know, make sense. You want a, a defensive game plan against him, keep him in the pocket. His, his rating's lower when he's in the pocket. You let him outside the pocket, he's freaking throwing behind the back, over the shoulder. <laughs> Magical unicorn uh, Finley button. Speaking of evaluating players, and I, I wonder if you'll agree with me on this. I just have to have an axe to grind for people listening. When you're evaluating players, look at more than a highlight tape, right? Oh, definitely. You guys. I've seen it. It's something I've never paid attention to until this year when I really got into covering the draft. But you see it. Way too often when people are like, I watched his highlight tape, I really like him. Curtis Painter had highlight tapes. Oh, yeah. A highlight tape is just a collection of your best. I mean, anybody. It's exactly what it says it is. Right. It's a highlight tape. Well, I'll tell you, I, I had a, a few years as a scout for the Arena League, and I happened to luck out and get into uh, Notre Dame's pro day back in, I, I want to say it was 06. It was the year Brady Quinn came out. Okay. So – they were going. I still in. have his rookie. Class. Yeah, that we're going. They're going into the the draft, and they're projecting Brady Quinn to go as high as number three in the draft that year. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm gonna get to see Brady Quinn working out, and I'm I'm stoked. This was my very first pro day that I got to be involved in. So I show up, and they they give everybody like a room number. All the all the scouts get a room number, and they put me in a room with. There was a, a Jet scout, a 49ers scout, a Ravens scout, uh, a, a Patriots scout, and there's like four other scouts in there. And they're like, okay, guys, who do you want to look at? And they, they get on like a little intercom, and they're like, who do you want to look at? And they're, well, let's, let's start with Quinn. So they put Brady Quinn on there. And the very first play, Brady Quinn drops back, Looks downfield, throws the ball, incomplete. And I heard two scouts snicker. Like, and I'm like, okay, now wait a minute. What did I miss? So then two more plays. You know, the, the next play was a handoff. And then they start talking to each other. And I'm thinking to myself at that point, you know, I'm seeing, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking at him hard. But I'm seeing what, what they're – they're kind of talking to each other. They're leaving me out of the loop because I'm not an NFL guy. So we get done, go to the pro day, watch him work out. He bench presses 25 times, or two, 225, 25 times. Spectacular for a quarterback. He's, he's a Greek god physically. And I remember I, I sat down to watch the draft with the other scouts from my team, my arena league team. We're sitting there, and they're like, when are they going to pick Quinn? It's like, he's going to fall. And they're like, what? Five, six, 
seven places. Like, dude, I don't know if he's going to go in the first round. And they're all laughing at me. And pick after pick after pick after pick goes by, and he's not getting picked, and they start looking at me. These NFL scouts know what the hell they're looking at. They really do. That's the biggest thing that I've had to learn, too, because I'm about six months into evaluating players, right? I was telling you guys this before the show. Something that you have to do when you do this is be confident in your own assessment. Oh, definitely. Right? Because Don't doubt yourself. People will, will – Mel Kuyper says this or, you know, Todd McShay says this. That's great. But that's not yeah. what I see when I look at the player. So that's something, you know, anything I put out as far as a, a preview or a recap profile, I'll stand behind. Because that's what I saw. If I'm wrong, great. I'll admit it. But All right. Well, let me ask you this. A lot of people – do only see these highlight clips. Um, they might not know where to go to to find more clips and footage on particular players, or they might not have the time. You know, you're devoting your life um, to this process, and you know, and you're trying to perfect your process. But as a just an average everyday working Joe, uh, got kids running around. Give them some advice to where, or some, some avenue where they can beef up their knowledge base when it comes to, you know, getting all the information they can on a particular player besides a highlight reel. So there's a lot of different outlets out there. Um, obviously, if you don't have the time to watch tape, that's, that's not an option. Um, but there's, you know, the Draft Network is a really popular site. Um, shameless plug incoming, but sportsmediapass.com. You know, we're going to have, starting about week two of the college football season, we'll start putting out 2020 prospect profiles. We've been putting out videos with that? So there'll be, uh, there'll be short clips in the article showing what we're talking about. Okay. If that makes sense. So, like, yeah. for instance. Right? Something to illustrate. Right, right. Um, it's almost like a GIF we use. We make a GIF yeah. out of it so it doesn't have to load a video. Um, but the two article that we did is a practice run. You know, we're talking about how when he comes out of the pocket. Now, given as a senior, he's a senior this year, right? Yeah. As a senior, it might be completely different. We don't know yet. We haven't yeah. seen. But from the tape I watched last year, when he comes out of the pocket, he's inaccurate. So we took one of the plays we watched, made a gif out of it, and you can see he's under pressure. He scrambles out and he overthrows the receiver by about ten yards. So there it is. So I think the biggest thing to take away for people is. Don't just watch a highlight video and think this guy is the greatest. I think to an extent that's what happened. It's kind of cherry picking. Right, right. That's what happened with uh, Metcalf, right? He was a media combine darling. Yeah, definitely. People watched his highlight tapes. Oh, my goodness. This guy, you know, you see the, the pictures of him all bulked up. Sh showed up to yeah. his, his combine interview shirtless. Right. Yeah. Uh, so say, I would. I'm, I'm I wouldn't wear a shirt I if I looked like that. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> 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 no, if I look like that, I would never wear a shirt. Anyway, that's, you know. um, so just you know, do a little bit more research before you uh, you watch a highlight tape and you think this guy is the next number one overall pick. Because I don't know how many times I saw this year. You know, Jerry Tillery didn't have a lot of sacks. He's not very good. Well, you watch the, the tape and he puts pressure on the quarterback. Does his job. Right. It's no one thing. You can't look at a guy's box score, his stat line, right. and say this guy's right. great. You can't, you can't look at a guy's combine results and say this guy's great. It helps. It helps. You can't just go by your eye test. You've got to have all of these things. 
all of these things to together. get an, a true and as accurate as possible opinion opinion formed of that player. Take multiple sources. Go to multiple sites. And definitely, definitely. But definitely go to Blue HQ. Sports media. Or sports media. Yeah. Sports media fast. We have an app, too, Android and iPhone. You can download it. There you go. you got to love that. Shameless plug. Right. We love All your information you need in one spot. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. It is tough being a fan. To, especially with social media nowadays because that's what – that's your new source anymore is Facebook. And people are only putting the highlight clips on, and then you're seeing this. One thing I've definitely learned about Ballard is he doesn't go for that bright, shiny object. You know, he does his due diligence, you know, and it's not going to sway his opinion, you know, how shiny that player is. And I have learned to absolutely love and admire that quality. And it teaches me not to go for that shiny, like Metcalf. Man, I was sold on that dude. Absolutely sold on oh, that dude. Me too. Until I started learning more about it. And then like what we was talking about, you know, he can't turn his hips, you know. Shoot him down the line and, yeah, he might, he, he's going to make a pretty good play. You know, he's going to fight hard for that ball and make him run this route or this route. And he's going to be inaccurate, you know, ineffective. And, you know, to me that was a big this year alone, eye-waking thing, learning and watching what Ballard's doing and, you know, some of these others, talking to people like you, you know, hey, this is just a little shiny trinket. You know, that's it. That's all this is. And you get that in so many players nowadays because everybody has a marketing guy. Everybody has a marketing guy. This guy is, you know, putting this story out to this place. Or, hey, you know, if you can run this story or show this video. And that makes him that shiny object, you know, trying to catch your eye. Because that guy is going to get paid more when this player goes higher in the draft. What's funny, you mentioned the marketing thing, right? Because I see it from, you know, a writer's standpoint as far as views go. So if I write an article on, say, Greedy Williams, right? And, and he, he retweets, retweets it, or people are interested in it, or even, you know, it gets shared in LSU groups. groups. That, that does, does a lot more traffic than if I write a piece on, like, a Jimmy Moreland or a Blaze Brown from James Madison or Troy. You know, those guys might only, before the draft, have a thousand Twitter followers. So if they share it, great, you know. Yeah, so that's, you get that from a lot of media outlets, and ESPN's no different. They want to cover the Alabamas and the Clemsons and the... You know, the, the Joneses of the world because it's going to bring them more traffic. So that's what you have to be leery of when you're doing this kind Very of research. Very true. Yeah. And that's the only reason that they are, you know, because that is what well, it goes by paying position their bills. Too. I mean, if you look at it, uh, a lot of people before the draft started, oh, we're going to talk about Finley from NC State. We're going to talk about Daniel Jones from Duke. We're going to go talk about uh, Drew Locke from Missouri because they're quarterbacks. Because everybody sees the quarterback. He touches the ball on every play. It's it's that guy. This was probably the weakest quarterback draft in maybe 15 years. I really like Finley. He's, uh, to me, he's solid. But if you put him in the, the draft a few years ago, where does he go? He's a Ryan Fitzpatrick of today's time, I'm telling you. But I will say this. I was at the Senior Bowl, right? Yeah. And I picked up my credentials. 
And I don't want to say I was stuck in the elevator because the elevator was operating. But I just so happened to be in the elevator with Ryan Finley and had a short conversation with him. Super nice guy. You know, and that's the kind of players you always root for. So, you know, I would like to see him succeed, whether or not he will. Who knows? Yeah, he's got to have the opportunity. I did watch him play at Notre Dame, not last season, but the year before. Super accurate. It's our time. I think it is. What time are you going to go home? No. I told you. She's going to turn into a pumpkin in a minute. Well, we got, so. <laughs> we got one final piece of business that we got to do. And uh, actually, I told a couple of people we was going to do this at the beginning of the show. And I didn't do it again. I, I'm failing and slipping on my duty. But our contest winner, our first round draft pick contest winner for the Eric Ebron signed mini, double signed mini helmet. I'm I'm drum rolling to see if you get his name right. I'm not going to say it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to pass that uh, honor to you, coach. Okay. So, anyways, you guys, we had an absolute ball doing these this first round draft pick. Yeah. It's absolutely time consuming. It's hard. You, oh, but it's you, fun. You never know what the hell any GM is thinking. So to to get two or three right. Is amazing. (laughs) Our winner got seven picks right. Yeah. So he's either putting a lot of time in or he's really, really lucky. And if he's that, I want him to buy my lottery ticket for me next week. But, Coach, introduce our grand prize winner for our lottery or our draft. Our lottery. I'm stuck on the lottery now. Our uh, first round draft contest. Eric Solorio. Yay, Eric! Fantastic. Eric, message me. Uh, we'll get together. Give me your address. I'll get that shipped off to you. Um, I can't say it's going to be tomorrow because I got a buttload of stuff going on tomorrow. Plus, it's my daughter's birthday. Um, Thursday? Yeah, I might be able to get it out to you Thursday. But, Eric, message me. We will, we will get. Uh, all your information like that. But congratulations. And everybody that submitted their, their first round draft pick, I want to thank you guys. I know it's not easy. Uh, Dalton over here saying he's got over 400 hours into his mock drafts. And how many how many picks did you get right uh, for the first round? The, the first mock I did, I had seven right. Seven right. He's got Good job, 400 Eric. hours in, and he would have tied for the mini helmet if he would have submitted his draft. See, you got you got to pay attention to the show more, man. You're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. But anyways, Eric, hit me up. Um, I'll get that out to you. And congratulations, everybody that submitted. There's appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. Uh, but you know what? That's what we do. We talk sports. We love our Colts. We have some fun. We have some laughs. Sometimes we take it over the family line a little bit. Uh, but we got Kristen to bring us back a little bit, hitting the button. Um, Coach, anything else you want to? Uh, I'd, I'd just I'd, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show. This was great. Yeah, I had thanks for having fantastic me. Fantastic conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Fist bump on the and they left me out of it again. <laughs> I tell you what, if I had hair, it'd be red, and I would be a step tile. <laughs> thanks a lot, you guys. Really working oh, on man. my self esteem here. Appreciate <laughs> we'll talk after the show. Yes. I'm not. <laughs> I want I want in the middle. I want a big pea sandwich. Ooh. <laughs> 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 anyways you guys appreciate everyone 
Uh, Dalton, thank you again. Uh, I had an absolute blast. Your knowledge is, you know, second to none. So you got to get back in here. Talk some more. Talk some more football with us. Be a regular. Uh, we won't even charge you this time. So, but anyways, you guys, be good to each other. No drinking or driving. Remember, an Uber's 